All right, so here we are. <laughs> Episode 190, uh, the day before Thanksgiving as we record this, multiple days after as it gets released. This is the illustrious gentleman. That's Scott. I'm Ryan, comic book creators who do a podcast. Uh, I, feel like, uh, I feel like the drinking aspect of this podcast is taking a backseat lately, which I'm okay with. Um, not the quantity, but the focus of the drinking, because I drank a lot last episode. So it's not that I'm missing the quantity of drinking. It's just it hasn't be, become the focus. Uh, but because we're recording... It's never pro- really been the focus. No, but I mean, I used to make a bigger deal about it. I used to like... I mean, I still we still rate our drinks, but I used to create like a graphic that had the rating on there, and I can't even be bothered to do that anymore. Um, so just follow our untapped if you want to know what we drink on the show. If it was a beer, follow our untapped account, The Illustrious Gentleman. Uh, but today, because we're recording early in the day, uh, I'm having a, uh, a champagne, uh, a, a champagne mimosa. All mimosas are champagne mimosas, you idiot. I'm having a cranberry mimosa. When I looked up the name, so there's a restaurant here in town that sells these and they call them Rose Reds, which whatever. Yeah. But then apparently, according to the internet, these are called uh, poinsettias. That's better. It's better, but... A poinsettia is a poisonous plant. You can't ingest yeah. poinsettia without dying. Sure. So, cheers. <laughs> yeah. I, and I just made this with uh, with uh, Diet Ocean Spray and uh, 650 Classic Andre Champagne. So, let's get white girl wasted, I guess. And you obviously obviously had a McDonald's breakfast. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you're so going to have to keep this short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have probably, you probably have about 20 more minutes left in you before we have to change locale. Um, all right. So yeah. Uh, short week, I guess for most people, not really for us. How many days are you think you're going to be able to take off for this, uh, for this holiday weekend? I don't do that. You don't even try to take thir- you don't even try to think take Thanksgiving off. This is a little different. Are you traveling tomorrow? Are you going to your mom's or uh I will be going to my mom's house. I I guess that qualifies for travel. Right. 40 miles. So but you're you still anticipate trying to get work done tomorrow. <clears throat> oh, at some point, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's the whole thing about working from home. That you really could, probably should be working. But that's also the uh, that's also the downfall, though, right? Is you're always expected to be working if you work from home. That sounds like loser talk to me. I don't know. Like I worked, I did the math yesterday, and I was at my desk. Except when I cooked lunch and except when I went to pick up dinner, I was at my, de- my desk from, I think, 8.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock last night. So like 13 and, a half, do? 13 and a half hours. I drew a pin up for uh, our buddy Jay Gonzo's uh, La Mano del Destino uh, hardcover. So if you're a listener who backed that uh, Kickstarter project, I should have a pin up in it. Um, I finished coloring an illustration that might be used as a beer label for some company 
I don't know where they're from. I saw the, I, 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 I reversed searched like the guy who did the artwork reached out to me on Twitter saying he appreciated that I colored it. So then through his Twitter account, I found the brewery that it was for, but I already forgot what brewery it was for and where they're from, but somewhere in the Northeast, I believe. Um, so I colored part of that. I finished that up yesterday and then I colored eight pages of another project that the, you know, uh, fairly, fairly simple pages. A lot of the dialogue took place in a cave. A lot of the pages took place in a cave. So that's pretty rad. Like there's no buildings, no cars. Are all, are all of the dialogue balloons doubled? Because of an echo? Yeah. <laughs> no, they should though. No one would get it though, except for you. And you would never read it. But if you did, you, you would be, you would be in heaven. That's Eisner shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did a fair amount of work yesterday and then you go to bed and you're like, man, I feel good. And then you think about it. Like I literally did nothing today except feed myself and my children and work. And then you get a little sad. Um, but then I woke up this morning and I haven't done any work yet today and it's almost 11. Up more. Yeah. But that doesn't work that way because I don't work full day Mondays and I don't work full day Fridays. I like the reflection of your ring light glass there. Yeah. Um, when these things first, the first time I ever noticed a ring light was in um, the ultimate fighter, like 10 years ago, they do the, they do the diary cams or the confessional cams where the fighters are just sitting there talking to the camera, you know, about their emotions and their feelings going into their fight or after their fight. But you could tell they had a ring light, as their lighting thing because their pupils were had a ring light it had this it had that oh that thing in their in That's their weird pupils. yeah and it's the first time i realized like what the hell is that and then i realized what it was so i assume if i had the ring light right in front of me you'd see it in my eyes as well but all you see is caramel goodness yeah. caramel goodness and spotty beard apache beard and caramel sexiness that's all you see uh, apache beard no, not an Apache beard, Apache beard. Right, because I can't hunt or skin or build things or become a warrior. None of those words describe me except Apache beard. Um, yeah, so I'm, not, I'm just going down to Phoenix, but my spouse and I think my brother who essentially lives you know, 12 feet away from me when I'm down there, uh, both have, and my sister-in-law, I think they all have Thursday, Friday, and then the weekend. So it's going to be hard for me to just be like, you know, I think I'm going to take all of tomorrow off, but like Friday, when I want to get some work done, it's going to be hard to like, I, you know, if they want to do something or if they want to go for, you know, if my wife wants to go for a drive, it's, I don't know. It's difficult for me to just sit there while other people do things. I don't like working. And plus in that atmosphere, I work in the same room that the TV is going to be on and whatever. I don't like having other people around me when I work unless they're doing the same thing. So like a studio environment would work for me. You know, next year when we open the studio and you and I are sharing office space and it's like Mad Men and shit, that's going to be fun. <laughs> you know, that's going to be great. But having a non artist in the same room with me, just watching like, uh, you know, uh, the first 48 or like snapped 
or something like that, like that's going to be difficult for me to get a full day's work in the rest of this week. Hop in the headphones. Yeah, but then go to town. Yeah, but my lovely wife, she likes to uh, comment on stuff, and then I pull the headphone out and I'll be like, "Excuse me," and then she'll be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, nothing." And so that'll happen like four times an hour. So I might as well just leave the headphones off and find out why, uh, why this sad housewife from Minnesota uh, killed her family. Yeah, as convenient as the little ones are, you need the big fucking over the right. over the ear Princess Leia headphones. People know. Right, drives home the point. Right, get my attention first. Yeah. When I was a little kid, my dad had these old ones from like the 70s and uh, they look like the shit like uh, dudes on aircraft carriers wear when they're, you know, to protect their ears. They're, I mean, they're, they're a good, I would say five inches out from your ear and they were like, like they weighed like, like I, when I was a little kid, like I'd put them on and my head would drop because they weighed a hefty like few he pounds. And he's knocking shit over. Yeah. Yeah. That was my first set of, of headphones and uh I miss that. I miss the ones that'll cover. I have small ears. I should be able to get ones that just cover my ears completely. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. A, like a condom. Just cover them completely. There's something in the kids section. There is. Uh, but yeah, so I'll be in Phoenix for four days and I don't, I would like to get work done, but I don't know how much work I'm going to get done. What are you gonna do? I mean, do I want to dis- do I want to disappoint my fan or do I want to disappoint my wife? So, sorry, fan. <laughs> Got to keep happy wife, happy life, something like that. Sure. Mm. Oh, I don't. I can't stand my beard. Every time I look, there's I, I was. It's it so good. It's so patchy. Like it's more Apache here than it is Apache here. I don't get something's going on. <laughs> something's going on in this part of my face, my my cell structure. Uh, that it's it it does it's not uniform. I think it looks fine. I'm gonna start turning all these videos black and white. Because at least then they're classy. It's uh yeah. No. I I no. I think it's fine. Thank you. Speaking of classy, I'm starting this new uh, thing. I watched this documentary. First of all, even prior, it's not like this. It's not like I learned new information when I watched this Alex Trebek uh, made for television documentary. But like an Alex Trebek documentary. Well, it was on like a, it was on like a CNBC or something like a like a a retrospect of his life or something. Anyways, what uh, is I, boring? <laughs> so so uh i've always felt like uh that this the more intelligent people i know in my life are big readers everyone that i consider kind of very intelligent and very smart and very whatever they're big readers and then i watch this uh retrospective on mr trebek's uh illustrious career and everyone talked about how all he did was read like every morning he read like three main, three of the main papers cover to cover. He reads books nonstop. And then they're saying like he, a lot of times he knows a lot of these facts before we have to look them up. They might've just been polishing his knob because he was dead, you know, so they're trying to, you know, but anyways, 
So then I'm like, yeah. So then I'm like, I thought to it, like, when was the last, what was the last book I read that wasn't a Harry Potter book? And it, it, it was a, it was a long trudge through my memory banks. So then I was like, decided I'm going to start reading for at least a half hour every night before I go to bed. Just that's how adults, if you watch TV or movies, that's how adults end their night, right? They're always reading in bed. And so I figured like, I'm going to do that. So I'm I, I'm now on like day four of that. I didn't do it over. So the, the last thing you do before you put your head on your pillow is you take off your glasses. Well, I don't your glasses and your book on the nightstand and lean over and click the light off. All yeah. of that, all of that except glasses. Because I don't need glasses. Because at forty, almost forty-five, my eyes are perfect. So I don't use glasses to read or for any other purpose except to look cool while I'm digitally illustrating. I, I got those glasses because alone. Yes. Cause I'm told those will help my eyesight down the road. I don't know if I believe it, but I, I the problem is I look super cute in glasses. That's the problem is the problem. I don't need them, but I'm adorably attractive in them. So should I just get the glasses with no prescription? Should I get the clear lens? Yeah, you should just get no lenses. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. So I'm on day like four of that. I didn't do it over the weekend because, you know, when I booze and stuff on the weekends, routines go out the window. But here at home, I'm doing it and I'm enjoying it. I feel like, I don't know, I have a routine. I finish work. I get in the shower. I bathe myself vigorously. Hop in bed, pour some water. Just me and, 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 and wearing what God gave me, just reading my book. So what are you reading? Uh, right now, so basically I had to choose from my wife's substantial library we have here in the house, but I wanted a page turner because you don't want to go into this with like, well, crime and punishment or something that's not going to hype you up every night to go to bed. Uh, so I had to get a page turner. So I grabbed. You don't the, want to be hyped up to go to bed. No. So Not I grabbed. The opposite of that. Uh, so I grabbed uh, the Alienist by Caleb Carr, historical pseudo fiction. Histor- oh, the TNT show. Yes. The TNT show with the other Fanning. The lesser Fanning other the first no no this is the second fanning what this is the this is l fanning is in the alienist tv show dakota fanning is is the first one and she's the one in the tv show no maybe okay whatever did you watch the tv show a hundred percent Yes. Okay. Did you watch the TV show? No. Wow, you really commercials. And you really know your fannings for someone who didn't watch the show. Are you a fananning addict? Oh. <laughs> that that needs that needs that needs work. work. Yeah. Uh, a, a, are you a fanner? You're a fan of the fanning. Uh, yeah. Okay. Figured it out. Yeah. You follow two Instagram accounts and it's Dakota and L. And all you do is jump back and forth to see the differences between them. 
Uh-oh. Someone's trying to... Yeah. Going into their memory palace to figure out... I don't know. I'm trying to remember what I would have seen Dakota Fanning in ever. What is she? She was famous for something as a child. Uh, the movie with Greg Kinnear. And they got in the VW bus. And they oh. took a road trip. Little Miss Sunshine? Yeah, I think she was the little... That's girl. not her. That's not her. <laughs> then I don't know. No, she she was in the movie with uh, Denzel Washington, right? The, yeah, Man on Fire. Yeah, I never saw that. Oh, oh she was in Push, Captain America. Oh right? yeah, yeah, a good movie. Um, yeah, uh, Man on Fire has one of the best lines um, from Denzel Washington after he puts a after he puts an explosive device up a dude's ass the guy says wishes for something and he goes i wish you had more time and then he walks away and blows the dude up from his butthole a great tony scott movie why did why or maybe ridley scott a great ridley why scott did movie they call the movie that man on fire i don't know cuz he's just angry which scott Double brother explosion. let's do this uh, from one scott to another scott which scott brother made man on fire Oh, that's a Tony Scott movie. I believe it is. I think we've talked about this in the past. My appreciation for Tony Scott movies. You got Man on Fire. You got yep. uh, uh, Last Boy Scout. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, uh, True Romance, the best movie of all time. True Romance is a Tony Scott movie? Yep, written by Quentin Tarantino, directed by Tony Scott. Huh. Uh, oh, Top Gun. That's I was couldn't think of the name. Yeah, that the plane movie. Yeah, Crimson Tide. Are you kidding me? Days of Thunder. Crimson Tide. Yeah, good movie. Uh, rest in peace, Tony Scott and Sean Connery. Uh, Enemy of the State, which is an underappreciated uh, gem of a movie with Will what does Smith. Sean Connery have to do with Days of Thunder. Oh, he doesn't have anything to do with Crimson Tide either. I'm thinking of Hunt for Red October. No, that's Gene Hackman. Right, right. No, sorry. I'm still tuck, stuck. I'm confusing Crimson Tide and Hunt for Red October. Sorry. Yeah, you have a you you have a bunch of knowledge in your brain of actors who weren't actually in the movies. Right. Gene Hackman was in both Enemy of the State and Crimson Tide. Denzel yeah. Washington is a Tony Scott standard. He's in a lot of them. Days of yeah, Thunder. Tom Cruise. Yeah, they all like this guy. Uh, it's sad that he... Uh, they did. Yeah, it's sad. Oh, fucking Beverly Hills Cop 2. Oh, really? I don't know if he did Beverly Hills Cop 1. Spy Game, The Last Boy Scout, The Fan. Good Lord. What's Spy Game? Uh, spy Game is a movie from 2001 that featured Bradley Pitt and Robert Redford, Bobby Redford. And they're spies, and one's like an older spy, and one's like the newer cool spy. Brad Pitt wears aviators in this movie, if that does it for you. Uh, Domino, which is a little hard to watch, but not not as bad as a lot of people think. Oh. Kira, yeah, Kira Knightley. towards the end of his career, he had a very specific aesthetic. Yeah, he had the uh, he had the uh, the subtitles that were. 
that were that were uh, like uh, super super rad subtitles. Like they would jump up all over the screen, especially in Domino. It wasn't just like a subtitle. Each word would hit as the actor said it. Some would be larger than others to emphasize. Emphasis. I feel like that's requiring too much. Well, you you just don't know good storytelling. That's why you're an yeah, art. That's, that's why you're an artist and not a writer. Because yeah. if, if you knew how to tell stories, you'd be tip tip tapping away on your MacBook Pro, and you wouldn't be. Uh, first of all, you wouldn't be doing this podcast with me. Second of all, you would, I would definitely. I'd be, I'd be doing far less work. Yes, a lot less work, and probably in a courtyard somewhere but with the same jacket on because it's probably uh 65 degrees well actually I, I i wouldn't be working right now because i can't actually sit inside of a starbucks you could sit outside of a starbucks but yeah that's what i was uh let's, let's take this all the way back home that's what i was thinking about like the holidays coming up like i'm always around my brother my my sister-in-law and my wife so that's kind of like my, and my kids and that's my bubble, but my kids are going to their other grandparents' house. And I feel like there might be some political differences between our side of the family and some people on their side of the family. So my kids are a little concerned and I'm just telling them like, try to stay outside, try to stay outside as much as you can wear your mask. If you want to wear your mask, don't feel weird about wearing your mask. But it is weird to wear your mask if you're talking to your cousin or your grandmother and you're wearing a mask, it might be a little weird. But you do it. Huh? But you do it. That's you what do I, it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to instill in them and like definitely like try to stay outside. Like when we were when we went to this super spreader event a couple of weeks ago that I didn't want to go to, but I felt like I had no choice. I'm like a weak person, you know, like a powerful, strong man would be like, I'm not doing what I don't want to do. I'm a grown man. I'm 45 years old. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm not that guy. So, but I, I was the guy that was like, Hey, can we open some windows? Maybe we could all hang out outside. But any, everyone over the age of like 50 was like, it's cold out there, man. And I'm like, is it as cold as your coffin when you're six feet under? Is it that cold? Or do you want to put on a jacket? You didn't say that. No, I said, just, it's fine. Is what I, I kept saying. I, I pulled my Scott out. I said, it's fine. And then I opened the window. And then five minutes later, my mom closed the window. And then I reopened the window. And then it got closed again. And then I said, I'm going to the garage. That's my move. I throw my hands up in the air. I say, I'm going to the garage. And then I snap my fingers and have the dog come with me. I'm like Tom Cruise. You know, who's coming with me to the garage to play darts? Oh, right. I got you. Risky business. No, you dummy. Color of money. <laughs> Isn't color, color of money is a sequel? Oh, a sequel to... I uh, can't remember the name of it. That, the other Paul Newman movie where he plays pool. Right. Um, nobody's fool. Overboard? Hmm. I want to say the pro, but that's Butch a comic. That's a com the pro is a comic book about a superpowered prostitute, so it's not the pro. It's not the gambler, because that's Kenny Rogers. Yeah, right. Or Maverick. 
Yeah. Kenny Rogers roasters. I could go with I could go with some Kenny Rogers roasters, like sliced turkey sandwich, some gravy on it. I feel like last year when we talked. So, anyways, I don't feel comfortable about holidays this year. We'll just leave it at that, which I don't think anyone does. Um, how are you going to approach dinner tomorrow with multiple people that you probably haven't seen in a month or two? You gonna mask uh, up, or are you just gonna ingest? Yeah. You just gonna yeah. ingest? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you come from a from what little I know about your mom. I feel like you come from a liberal family. Your mom's like a sci-fi geek. She seemed really nice a couple times I met her. Um, she really yeah, generally, she, yeah. She seemed yeah. really happy to be at Comic Con, which very few people are. And your mom always seemed to really be happy there. So, well, so I assume she has. I assume she's a liberal because she likes being at Comic Con. I mean, she's a sadist, but she's also a liberal. Right. It's it's different. The right. experience is different on one side of the table than the other. Uh. I, I've been to Comic-Cons before I ever tabled at a Comic-Con and it was just as anxiety-inducing and, mis- and miserable. Hmm. But maybe if I rolled in, maybe it's like I got to treat it like Vegas. Roll in with like $400 of spending money that you just accept is going to be gone when you roll out. And then you can have yeah. fun. Then you can buy some That's original art. Yeah, you can buy some original art. You can buy some trades. You can shoot the shit with people. You know, like, because every time I used to go to a show before I, before I was behind the table, I would always go in there with like $20. Like, I only got 20 bucks. I only got 10 bucks. That's no fun because you can't. I don't like to window shop, you know? Like I don't oh. go, I don't go to the Audi dealership and look at the sweet, sweet Audis that I can't afford. Because what fun is that? You know, Health cars, automobiles, right? Like so, it's right. Not like belly buttons. No, no, no. Because then it's only innies. Who wants to? Who window shops for Audi belly buttons? You got to be a very specific. You would have to be the grossest person on the planet. Whenever I'm at a beach or a pool and I see a guy with an Audi or a woman, I got to go vomit. I got to find the closest bush and just puke in it. And if I'm in the pool and I see it, like if I dive underwater and I open my eyes, which you get chlorine in your eyes, sometimes it stings. But sometimes if you're manly enough, you could do it. So sometimes I'll go underwater. And if I see an Audi belly button scroll by, I just vomit right there in the pool. Cause it's so fucking disgusting. Cause that means your doctor did a really poor job when you were born. Like you had the worst doctor. I, I think I kind of hate this episode. No, I love it. Like, what do you think the odds are for a child born that has an Audi their whole life? Obviously. What do you think the percentage of, of the moms who died giving birth to that kid? Cause their doctor obviously is terrible. Because the doctor can't cut the umbilical cord correctly. I'm sure there is a study on, on the internet. I would I would say it's much higher than the doctors who can give you the 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 any. And also, uh, I realize it's not has nothing to do with how you cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> just, I'm just trying to make content. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I am ignorant. How one right comes to be over the other is there is there a tuck 
Who's I don't know. Push it in there? I don't know. I guess before I offend all Audis, you're not an Audi, are you? No. Oh, jeez. Thank God. Weird. To think that I did 190 episodes of a podcast with a dude who, when he wears a tight shirt, has a bump where his belly button is, would be terrifying for me. <laughs> I love this episode. Uh, <laughs> did you, um, were you, were you bullied into cutting the umbilical cord on your children when they were born? That's, I think so. That's something most parents like really remember because it's such a special moment. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think I did two of the three. I don't think I, I don't think I did the trifecta. I don't know why. Maybe because uh, I was, maybe because I was over it by the third one. I think I actually told the nurse, like, I don't need to do that. Yeah. But, I've done this. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's the, for anyone who's never had a child or never had to do this horrible job. It's like cutting, it's like taking dull scissors and cutting through the thickest gristle ever on a steak. Like, you know how it moves away from you? Cause the scissors aren't sharp, sharp enough. So it keeps pushing away. So you got to create like a tension, you know, like a, yeah. the, the nurse has got to pinch one side with the little forceps and then someone's got to tug on, they got to make it taut just so you can get through it. And then you're lucky if it doesn't shoot you in the face with some sort of fluid. It's a magical. Yeah. Uh, whenever I think of the term, it's not cracked up as what it's supposed to be. That's not the right way to say that. Term no, either. that's not a thing. It's not everything it's cracked up to be. I think about the other uh, side of the cookie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, things that are not uh, things that are not as good. What, what am I trying to say here? I'm literally it's not so all well, cracked up to be. Yeah. Things that are not, I don't even know what that means. Things that things that are not all that's cracked that they're all cracked up to be is being in the room for delivery. I should start a movement where men go back to the waiting room that you can smoke in. <laughs> right. But call Newspapers. me when it's call me when it's over. That's that's gonna be the name of the movement. C M I O. Simio. Sim Sim Simwio. When Simwio. Simwio. No, this has got no. It's got no legs. No. What about none of it? Like I want none of it. The none of it foundation. I don't want to be in there. I definitely don't want to see. They always try to invite you. Do you want to see? Do you want to come see your your baby coming out? Fuck no. I don't even want to be in here right now. I'm only in here because I'll get in trouble if I'm not in here. It's like it, it's like going to Thanksgiving or Christmas with your parents. Like you only go because you're gonna get in trouble if you don't go. I'm only in the birthing room. Yeah, because the shit I'm gonna catch if I leave the birthing room at any point. Taking care of it. Not natural. That's all I'm saying. Let's uh, let's quickly move on to Mando so we can quickly yeah, wrap, wrap up this that. episode. Uh, I have notes because I just watched it. So I guess I did work this morning. I got up, went to the grocery store, and I came back and worked. And by work, I mean I watched 40 minutes of the mandalorian chapter 12 was it really 40 minutes yep but when they do the 40 minutes we talked about this last season on mondays with mando that includes the five minute like credits okay so i think it was even less than 40 minutes yeah i seem to remember last season one of the episodes like 27 something like that 
Uh, I got a lot of random notes, but I'm going to start on a positive because all we are negative on this show, and I'm going to start on a positive. This might be in my top third of favorite episodes. It might be in my top four or five of the 12 episodes. Okay. But only once we drop off Baby Yoda in school, apparently it's an all, it's one, it's like an old classroom where all grades learn together because right. it's, it's a good thing to teach a toddler about hyperspace routes. Yeah. Uh, three-year-old's the smartest 12-year-old. Right. So once we drop that dipshit off and then before he's back in the razor crest puking on himself because he's a dumb child, everything in between that was pretty good. It, it struck me as a classic Star Wars story. Lots of shooting, lots of stormtroopers, lots of space battles. Sure. Yeah. But the one thing I've noticed with all of these episodes is this whole series, actually. I can't enjoy it fully, which I, I can't because it's not a good show. But even the ones I'm watching that I want to enjoy, every time they show something, because they're, they're big at saying, like pointing something out. Like, oh, there's that. This time they talked about like that little tank troop transport thing that was in this episode that they drove off the, the, the thing. So they made it a point to say like uh, Horatio signs and blue makeup made it a point to be like, oh, that's that. That's valuable. And my immediate thought was, oh, I wonder if that's like a rare toy from the 70s that was very valuable. Because uh, it's something. It's not nothing. Otherwise, they wouldn't have called it out by name. Up? Uh, no, I did have to, but that led me to think like every time they show something, I feel like, what am I missing? Because I'm not a big enough Star Wars geek. What's the cool shit I'm missing? So after every episode, I look up articles about what Easter eggs I missed. And I, I don't have to, I don't have to do that with other shows. Well, you don't have to do that with this either. No, but I feel like I'm missing things. I feel like an idiot every time I finish watching one because what did Joe Schmo jack off with all the pop figures in his house? What did he get out of this episode that I didn't? I missed something. And I don't own any pop figures. So I'm, I'm a better person than that guy. So I have to get, well, yeah, yeah, pretty much out of it. I mean, if I were Joe Schmo jack, think about changing my name. Right. Uh, but there was a one big Easter egg in this. I don't, did, I don't know if you caught it or if you care. Why don't you guess what was the most biggest Easter egg or not even an Easter egg? What is the biggest uh, storytelling thing? Uh, Should we go with spoilers? Was it tanks full of Snokes? Yeah, I didn't catch that one bit. I I thought maybe they were emperors. Yeah, because they just, they're all everywhere. Make more sense to me. Right. Um, Because we already saw the tank full of Snokes in episode nine. Oh, did we? Yeah, when Kylo gets to the planet, he's like walking around. There's just a big fish bowl full of Okay, sure. <laughs> nope. uh, other random notes. No character in The Mandalorian goes to waste. Even if you're the blue guy that gets frozen in carbonite five minutes into the very first episode, you're coming back, baby. Yeah, for what reason? Why did it have to be him? No, he'd serve no purpose. He didn't do anything that uh, Apollo Creed couldn't have done. You know, like he, he served no purpose. Uh, it's almost like, you know how like Marvel, well, I guess Disney now, they signed every, every contract is to like a three, like a three picture mm-hmm. deal. 
So I wonder if that's it. Like when they signed Horatio Sands of SNL fame, when they signed him, they probably signed him to like three appearances. So they're like, shit, let's get him off the books. Well, uh, clock another one. Conversely, the argument is why not him too? Right. But at some point, I get it. at some point the writer was like, we need a fourth character. And every other writer in the room was like, no, we don't. And then John Favreau rolls in and he's well, like, we need a fourth character. Mando and Cara Dune and Carl Weathers are all the same person. So we need comedic relief. Right. Okay, sure. Uh, next note. And, what? and, I mean, honestly, when you think of comedic relief, who do you think of first? Horatio Sands and That's Blue right. Makeup. That's right. Yeah, one of my kids came in. Another thing, going back to, I don't like when people just come into my office while I'm hashtag working. While I was watching this episode, my son watch, walked in and then goes, oh, is he the same guy? Is he the same race as the blue guy from Guardians of the Galaxy? Like he looked at Horatio Sands and that makeup and thought he was Yondu from like Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you say yeah? Uh, I said, I don't think so, but anything's possible now because Disney owns everything. Uh, yeah, my next note was hashtag tiny galaxy. He could go anywhere. He keeps going back to places he's been before. He literally could go anywhere. He's yeah. Been to, he's been to the so same this was like, the purpose of just repairing the ship this time, right? Right, but after last, he got it repaired last, last episode. I was going to say last episode, he was literally at a garage. Then their whole job was, oh, sorry, the last two episodes. First, he dropped it off with uh, Amy Sedaris overacting her droids were supposed to fix it and then he dropped it off with the dude in the sweater last week they were supposed to fix it and then now he has to get it fixed again i wonder Um, where he's going to get it fixed this week i don't know but also how long would you assume let's play a game real quick how long would you assume that assault on that base took because i didn't see them camp they were in a speeder they didn't walk there how long? How long did how long did the assault take, or how long did it get? They it, did it take to get there? How long were they gone? By the way, they didn't ask well, an, they didn't ask an adult to watch Baby Yoda. They just plunked him in a seat. Didn't they show us a map of the planet or something? And we're like, we're here, and I thought it was on the other side of the planet. There's this base. Okay. I, I thought it was that thing. Okay. Well, then and, am I wrong? Well, then was Baby Yoda in school for like three days? Well, I mean, they took a speeder, which is the equivalent of being on a highway, maybe. Okay, well. Okay, so you're driving to the other side of the planet? Right. Three weeks? (laughs) Okay, because... I mean, the Razor Crest showed up looking brand spanking new, and it felt like they were gone for like two hours at best. I mean, plus Baby Yoda, yeah. we all know Baby Yoda can't control himself when it comes to food. He just eat, He's like me. Give me a bag of Red Vines. The whole bag of Red Vines is going in my mouth immediately. He still had some of those blue macaroons left when he was in the Razor Crest. Mm-hmm. So we're supposed to believe not so much time passed that he didn't eat a whole sleeve of blue macaroons. You know, you know what, you know what's going to happen because I don't buy that the Razor Crest was fixed that fast. I mean, it had seaweed in it at the end of last episode, so let's be real here. But 
next episode is going to be what happened while they were gone. It's going to be an all baby Yoda episode. And maybe he went to the blue macaroon factory, you know, maybe he slept on the streets for like a couple of weeks. And maybe if Mando is so keen on keeping a low profile, maybe a new ship. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, because the overweight uh, Asian Jedi pilot shows up at the end. Like we, we heard about a razor crest. It's yeah, like, maybe, maybe don't have that anymore. Yeah. But I mean, so the razor crest must be like a Honda Accord. I mean, I'm sorry. It must be the opposite of a Honda Accord because like, I couldn't go into like, if I was a detective, I couldn't go into the shop and be like, so I heard you saw a Honda Accord run through here. Can you give me details on who was driving it? Like they'd be like, well, I see 50 of those a day. So the Razor Crest must be like a. Oh yeah. Like a 1968 no. Datsun 510. You know, it must be rare beauty. Yeah. It's old, isn't it? Prince of a car. Pre-Empire. Fucked up a couple X-Wings pretty easily. Or not X-Wings. It, well, he, he, made a, he made lots of modifications himself. Whatever those ships are called, they're not X wings. They're what? X-wings. Tie fighters. Oh, he was blowing up tie fighters. The bad guy ones. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. my only note is I'm sick of this. Like, Mando lands on a planet, and then they're like, "Hey, man, help us do something." They didn't even okay. say help. They didn't even say help us do something. They're like, "Hey, we got business." So Mando should have said, what would you have done had I not just randomly landed on this planet? <laughs> what, was your, what was your goal here? Because every episode where he gets asked for help, this is the one episode where it would have made sense if someone radioed him and said, we need help. And then he looked at dumb baby Yoda and said, hey, he, we're close and we need repairs. And he we is not an active protagonist. Oh, that said... Still a pretty good episode for the huge chunk of it. Relatively, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, uh, what's his face? Moff Fring showed up at the end. Muff Gideon. Uh, so that that at least here now, four episodes in, there's something that's related to the rest of the series. That's progress. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like it. Maybe if I look back at my favorite four or five episodes, they're all, you know, the opposite. I I don't know what we're supposed to take away from the end of that or those new stormtroopers. I don't understand what we were looking at. Yeah. I think he's building his new army. Sure. But also if this is five years after Jedi, they still have a pretty good like infrastructure for being bad guys. Like that, that, the girl that talked to him was still in full uh, empire regalia. Right. Like, didn't that collapse? Aren't they now an outlaw organization? Aren't they now like warlords rather than like the actual law? Yeah. Like it would have been nice. It would be fun to see more of that sort of stuff. Right. Him sort of warring with different splinter Right. Or maybe have like there. a maybe have like a couple like elbow patches and shit on her uniform because it's falling apart because you can't just get new uniforms because you're no longer the government. Like it just seemed totally it, it the timeline confuses me. 
Yeah, I, I don't know why, if there are no stormtroopers, I don't know why you invest any more resources into stormtroopers. Right, that's another thing. While oh. they were having the shootout and stuff. And right, like, why are they even dressed like that? Why, right. Why, they, they why would, is a stormtrooper wearing anything? Right. They they should be like hired thugs who have like peace. But I don't outfits. understand the armor. They get shot all the fucking time. Why are they wearing this shit? Because well, it looks cool. I guess. It's so funny when you look at that now, like how cool a lot of that shit looked, and then you look at it now. Like even Muff Gideon's Vader-esque chess piece looks like that's a lot. There's a lot going on there that doesn't serve a purpose. There's and, a and lot the, of shiny uh, plastic. The fandom associated with all this stuff is really sort of suspect too. Because now that you sort of understand what the Mandalorian thing is, or this weird sort of... Uh, strange like religious sect right yeah well they needed and so people are just people are cosplaying as this thing and jedis are weird sort of sex weirdos and uh and, and that's people like in on their census write jedi down under religious affiliation oh yeah i, I, I visited the website it's a real they're trying to get like uh they're trying to get religious exemption for taxes, the Temple of the Jedi or something. And, and every, everybody going to the cons cosplaying as stormtroopers and that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. It, it, ideologically, there's no difference between that and coming dressed as a Nazi. Just one of them's fun. Right. Or coming dressed as a ranking member or the ranking member of the Republican Party. Uh, it'd be fun to have, if we could have a guest on here, not that, I, not that I don't think we could have a whole conversation with this particular guest, but if we could just pop a guest in for like a segment, is uh, uh, a friend of ours, Armand uh, Villavert Jr. Uh, he has a Mandalorian tattoo that he's had for like 20 something years. I know somebody who has one too. What, what did I miss? I mean, I think there's a, like a lot of extended universe shit. So maybe if you were a Mandalorian fan, if you were a Boba Fett fanatic, yeah, maybe you read cool. all... Right. Like, but... I, I watched Jedi a couple of weeks ago and he's it's... fucking embarrassing in that movie. Yeah. He, yeah. Like this Mando can't be stopped. He's like Jason Bourne of Mandalorians and Boba Fett gets fucked up at, at yeah, the drop of a time. Solo. Like... <laughs> A blind, sound like you said blonde. <laughs> Just, a, yeah, blind Han Solo. Yeah. It, it, it's like he was a, a, a department store employee in an episode of Dick Van Dyke. He just gets accidentally knocked off of this thing. Yeah. yeah but I he's don't... so fucking cool. He... he didn't do shit. When I was a kid and I watched those movies... Boba Fett didn't register to me at all, except I guess I would say he was the coolest toy. He was the coolest action figure. So I wonder how much that goes into it. Cause he doesn't really do shit in the movies. Oh, he looks awesome. So it must just be that he's like the coolest toy you could have. And I, cause I remember I had like, uh, you're probably, I don't know if you're too young for this, but they used to sell these like plastic heads. One would be an R2D2. One was a C3PO. One was a Vader. And you open them, they're giant, like suitcase size. You open them and they have little 
shelves in them where you could put your Star Wars like five inch figures. Yeah. So I remember having a C3PO one and you kept your collection in there. And Mandalore, you know, Boba Fett was always the the gem of the collection. You know? Yeah. Yeah, center Center square. square. That's that's right. Uh, So let's just wrap up on this. I do have one other thing that I was interested in because we've talked about in the past uh, separating the art from the artist. Oh, okay. And well, we've talked, we we can't deny that we don't love Cara Dune because we had whole episodes last year about it, but she's the actress who plays her can be problematic on social media and whatever, but uh, how do you, Mm -hmm. but I I would be lying if I said I didn't enjoy her in this episode because I went in with an agenda you know, did you uh, like a bl- little blue cuck that I am? I went in with an agenda that I was going to be unhappy with her, and then I watched it, and I'm like, she's just as good as she was in the first season. I she- guess there's just nothing there. There's nothing there with her. There's nothing there with Carl Weathers. They're just I don't even know his name. Is he Queef? Is he Queef Garga? No, that's the that's the <laughs> that's the director. <laughs> what is Carl Weathers? What's his character's name? That's Grief Carga. Is that right? Well, all right, so yeah, Apollo Creed is Queef. Again, he serves no, <laughs> serves no purpose except that. Again, I've—I mean, I've seen. I was—I think I talked about this last last uh, season on this show, or on our show, talking about this last season. I've seen Carl Weathers in a in a wheelchair being pushed around a convention center because he couldn't walk because he was so old and decrepit. He looked good in this. So whatever, baby. That wasn't Carl Weathers. Who else would they have? Well, uh, Billy D. Williams. Lando is. God, I confused. I'm a racist. I'm a racist. I confused my uh, my elderly African American Star Wars actors. Yes. Yeah, that's why they had him in the mask in Episode Nine, walking around. Then he get back to the tank thing, and so he can sit down on the stool, and then he takes off the mask. Yeah, man. Well, that's really embarrassing. Yeah, I saw Lando being pushed around in a wheelchair that was not the Millennium <laughs> Falcon. <laughs> I watched this uh, little tangent here, and then we'll get back to problematic politics. Uh, I watched this. I watched this. Uh, we're we're watching this documentary. I think it's called like Now They See Us on Netflix. And it was about like Ferguson and all these, all these other uh, civil rights uh, unrests and, and problems we have in America right now. And uh, they were talking about like to white, to white people, all black people look the same. You know, like, like you can't describe, like the way we describe black people is the way you would describe like something generic. Like we don't give specifics, right? And then me and my wife are like, God, is everyone like, is everyone just like, we're blind to other races. We're all, we just make assumptions. But then they talk to a black guy and he's like, he's like, yeah, black people look so different. Like, like he's this shade, his nose is like this. He looks like this. And he's like, but all you white people look exactly the same. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So it goes both ways. Uh, oh, but that, that's a shitty way for me to try to apologize for confusing Apollo Creed and uh, uh, the Colt 45 salesman. Right. Um, yeah. So our, are you over Cara Dune because she doesn't do anything or are you influenced by the fact that she's like an anti-masker Trumper? 
be honest. <sighs> you can't not be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You're. She didn't, she didn't do anything for you this episode. It didn't tickle. Not didn't, really. Didn't move. I thought. She I was... don't know why. I don't know if it's because I had that information. Right. It's... But it, the the thing I was thinking about is, is it only because, is it only because she doesn't think like we think, and that's a bummer. So, because we don't have a problem with all the the movie stars and actors coming out that are on our side, as far as thinking goes, uh, mentality, I should. I should say. Um, so I was trying to think, yeah. like, why, why do I care? Why does it make such a difference one way or the other? Um, I don't know. I mean, but, but, then I, but then I thought about it a little more because I prepped for this program like a champ. Obviously, if you've listened to this episode, you know I put a lot of work into it. It's that the views she's putting out there are dangerous, I think. So... So, like, if a dummy like me sees a Mark Duplass tweet and I agree with him, it's probably not going to hurt anyone. All it's going to do is maybe give more money to, like, a shelter somewhere. But she's putting out views like, don't be a sheep and wear your mask. Uh, you know, you know she's, uh, the election was fraudulent. We need, to, we need to figure out a way to make these elections safe. Like, she's to her followers that just are dummies and do whatever celebrities say – what she's putting out there can be dangerous to whereas yeah. what my people are putting out there is like, Oh God, don't give people free healthcare. Right. It's not a problem. Um, so that's, that's, that's how I, that's how I judge being shitty to conservative. Yeah. I actors. don't know. It's like, um, yeah, I guess. I mean, like Seth MacFarlane was really, He seems pretty far left. He's a big science advocate. Like he bought all of uh, um, Carl Sagan's like personal journals and shit, and donated them to the National Archive. But I think he's an insufferable fuck. He's just unfunny. Yeah. So it's sort of the inverse. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the biggest problem, and I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago or whatever. The biggest problem is we have way too much access to these people, and they have way too much influence over yeah dumb dumbs. Because I don't think, like, I'm not one of those people who like who thinks like, oh, uh, Gina Carano should be fired because she's a dummy. Um. You know, she falls into that category of like ignorant voters, maybe single issue voters. I think maybe she was raised religious or whatever. But I don't think you should be unemployable because of that, because she's just a dummy espousing dummy things. But it yeah. depends. It depends how big that reach becomes. Like, it, I don't know. Even that's not fair. I guess the problem is she's she's kind of untalented. So it's like this one thing she's yeah. good at. She's good at this one thing. So if I was her. I would be like, oh, what can I do to make this one thing last as much as possible? And she got a little bit of fame because of this one thing. And then she started running off. I can't say running off the mouth because that sounds dirty. That sounds like that sounds like I don't believe she should have an opinion. Sure, she should. She got famous again for a second time for one little thing. And now she's using her platform to uh, just say 
dumb things. Yeah, I yes. That's like me uh, getting that's like me coloring. Well, it's different than it's different than being a bagger at fries. Right, you have influence. Right. Right, but that's the same as me after 12 years so why, in this. Why do you have influence? Right. Because you're on a TV show. Right. So maybe if you weren't on a TV show, you wouldn't have quite the same influence. You wouldn't reach as many people. Yeah, and, and I was going to use an example. Like if I got picked up by a popular writer and we did a uh, like an image book and it sold 100,000 copies and I immediately started like going ham on my politics on social media because I had a little bit of fame. It'd be the same thing, but I go ham on my politics on social media no yeah, matter what, it, and I have no fame. I don't think it's there's a distinction between being a conservative and being a MAGA right. nut job. Right. You know, you you can you can still favor small government, and you can still favor. being a fiscal conservative while also still um, believing science and facts and shit. Um, so I think places like Disney or any sort of media company that is going to give any sort of stage to an individual who's wrong because there's a side of there's objectively there is a side that is correct a side that's not correct in this so yeah if you're choosing to be a fucking idiot yeah. then you know i think you're also choosing to be unemployable to a, a certain uh, collection of employers who traffic in uh, yeah. individuals. I, I don't want to say exploiting individuals, but I guess it's not. Yeah, I, it, it's just weird because as much like I would never want to be the person that tells celebrities to just keep your politics to yourself because I think it does a lot of good. Uh, I guess it just comes down to I don't agree with their politics, so I think they should shut the fuck up. It's like a very personal and selfish thing. Um, plus, I just want Gina Carano to to look like Big Barda and be cute. And she's actually good. In, if you've ever seen her act, and, and that, oh, I, I realize that's a problematic statement too, to, to telling a woman to stop talking and just be pretty. That's not what I'm doing. You're, you're, you're <laughs> a bad show. Oh, hashtag me too. But I am drinking champagne. So I'm half a woman today. I'm really distracted by your the the temperature of your walls changing every time you move. Well, also I've noticed on my my feed I'm super red right now. So this is definitely going to be that black and white episode to make it classy. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the Snyder cut, right? But I, I guess I, I guess I guess what I'm disappointed in with this particular actress is that she there's a lot of First of all, she's she's a 
She's a she's a larger girl than most Hollywood actresses. She's powerful. She's got muscles. She she came from a fighting background. So she's not like she's not like a fanning sister. You know, so she 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 reaches a certain audience just based off of her background and her size. She reaches a certain physical female audience and then she should be I would want her to be promoting sort of better roles for for not to go to fannings. Don't make your eye. It makes total sense. She's not a typical five foot. No, sure. Charlotte. So she should be using her power to, she should be using her platform, I should say, to say like, oh, women of all, whether you're six feet two or whether you're whatever, whether, whether you have muscles, whether you're skinny, whether you're whatever, you should be able to produce good work and promote stuff. And instead she's just like, she's just promoting stuff I don't want her to promote. Jesus Christ. She's a she's a she's a sexy Randy Quaid at this point. She's promoting election issues. I don't think it's to that level. She's promote. She she said um, there might be election fraud. She wants oh to be no. in the reboot of Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Well, she said something's wrong. We need to have a system in place so there is no election fraud. Which the system's in place and it worked. Yeah. Um, Gina. Yeah. The. It's it's wrong. It's just I I think we have we've got an, enough evidence. Like the pool of data is large enough at this point. I was driving this morning and on talk radio they were talking about um, I don't remember if it's the mayor in Portland or the governor or something telling people, hey, if your neighbors are having a Thanksgiving party, you need to call the cops. Yeah, that's not and, right. And, and the, well, the, no, that's not right. But the host is like, you know, don't call the cops on your neighbors. That's a personal choice. And the personal choice thing got my goat because we, we've lived for the past eight months with personal choice. And we can look at the statistics at this point and see where personal choice has got us. So, Unfortunately, yeah, I I think people like that though speak for a large percentage of Americans. I don't know if it's the majority. I kind of hear like it's probably the majority at this point who think that they should just be able to make their own decisions, and do what's best for them. No, but no, no, I don't. I disagree. I, I but we've also proven that a large percentage of Americans are total fucking idiots. Right. Well, we talked last week on the show where we offended everybody. So we might have like one listener this week and that's me because I have to listen to it to edit it. Uh, so I think the, the vocal minority is so vocal that they feel like the majority. And I think that's the thing is we, we're thinking. I think most people are careful. Most people wear masks. The majority of people are careful. The majority of I had heard are, it was 49% people that what actually wear masks. That seems low to me. And I, and it we does live, seem low. We live in the same but, state. I mean, but I mean, it yeah, depends, it, it, depends it, where it's you live. different though. It being here in Metro Phoenix, going to the grocery store, it's like one out of 15 or 20 people was not wearing masks. But I can go, you know, two hours up to the White Mountains and it's a whole different world. 
Yeah, I guess, I guess you just see where you're at. So I'm either in central Phoenix, which is very progressive, full of young people, or I'm in Flagstaff, which is super progressive, full of old hippies. I never see anyone. I rarely see anyone without a mask. Maybe one in like 50. But I guess there are parts of the country where those odds are probably switched. Yavapai County, uh, shout out to our Prescott fans. Uh, sorry, shout out to our Prescott fan. Um, I've been in Yavapai County in the last month or two, and none of them wear masks because it's, and, a, yeah, I mean, the, it's a very the, red county, and it's not promoted. Most of the country is not are not urban centers. Hmm. Right. Yeah, it's – yeah, I don't know. Like, I just – it's whatever. It, it's, it's too late to get into anti-maskers and their bullshit, which I have no time for. You always try to look, even even the even the wondrously beautiful uh, Gina Carano as Cara Dune, because I think the hair has a lot to do with it in that role. Anyways, I I still feel like she's the minority, and I can just enjoy what she does and kind of shut it off because she's not playing a Rhodes Scholar; she's playing a brute who hammers people. So I don't expect them to be very intelligent in my in my fiction roles. Uh, but saying that, like, I don't have time for anybody who can't be bothered to do one simple thing for other people. And that simple thing is put a piece of cloth over your fucking mouth, you disgusting human being. And I'm bummed. I just saw a picture. Again, we need to wrap this up because now I'm going to start getting mad. I'm almost a bottle of champagne in. I got to go do my nails. But I'm angry that uh, I just saw a picture of... Um, a uh, patient that the coyotes were that feature a cancer patient the yeah. coyotes had on the broadcast. Yeah. She just passed and she was only nine and that's a super fucking bummer. And that's one of the reasons I'm not religious. Anyways, uh, they posted a photo cause a lot of some players, coaching staff, broadcasters went to her family's house and they, they played street hockey in front of her parents' house. Like just like, that's what she would have liked. She would have loved this act of us all being here, hanging out, playing hockey. And then they took a group photo and there's some players with masks on Bob Heathouse, the broadcaster had his mat or um, uh, sorry, Matt McDonald had his mask on. Uh, another player kind of pulled his mask down for the photo. And then our head coach, the rocket, Rick Tockett, no mask, not, not dangling around his neck, not, not in his hand. There's another guy in the photo. You could see the mask in his hand. He took it off for the photo. The rocket didn't have his mask on. Damn it, Rick. Damn you, Rick Tockett. Also, this episode was not brought to you by the McDonald's cup that's taken up one third of the screen. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I wish it was. There... <laughs> this podcast I listen to sometimes, your mom's house, uh, they actually had a McDonald's sponsorship. And when they opened their new studio, it was painted in gold and red. <laughs> and then I think McDonald's listened to like one episode and then pulled their spot. And it was like a million dollar sponsorship. And the McDonald's pulled their sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's us. Like, it, oh, by the way, we have no current sponsors. So if you want to sponsor the show, give us a shout oh, out at tigshowpod at gmail.com. We'll do anything. We'll do that. We'll do the product where you shave your balls. We'll do the product where you take the blue pill and you go a little longer. Lotions. I'm ashy as shit. I need some free lotion. Any final thoughts or should we just let you and your jacket? Final thoughts? wrap up today so uh, if you're going to make yourself a poinsettia this holiday season and you're getting 
Andre extra dry for six fifty at your local grocer, and you're getting Ocean Spray Diet Cranberry. That's only diet because they fill it with chemicals that make it sweet. So if you've ever had cranberry juice with no sweetener in it, you'll never forget that experience. Uh, if you're going to do all that, um, you, you could do worse. It's pretty fucking tasty. The key is, because I'm not a champagne guy, the key is just a little bit of the cranberry sauce. Just, just take, the, take, the, 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 take the, the, the burn off the, if it's not burn, take the, I don't know. Just take a little yeah. bit out. Take a little bit out of the champagne. Go go eighty champagne, twenty cranberry. That's the Tig Show mix. <laughs> Got to learn where awesome. my camera is. <laughs> All right, thanks, dude. Uh, I'm gonna give this a uh, a four because I had a lot of fun on this episode, but I'm I not. Maybe maybe champagne's an upper. Cause I don't feel, I don't feel buzzed really, but I've had a lot of fun. So I, I'm emotionally buzzed, but that could be just looking at your pretty face. Scott, just do what you do so I can edit this and send it out before. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Yeah, me too. Enjoy your Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. I'll text you. We'll, I'll day tomorrow. We'll again next week when we both have COVID. I'll day tomorrow when, when, when my wife gets stressed cause she's making dinner and I'm just getting hammered on uh, poinsettias. Uh, I'll text you. Yeah. Maybe I'll share some photos. Who knows? Dirty photos. Yep. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Fuck off me. Done. <laughs> Fuck off you.